I feel said, like this, would, this would be a tough time to be an eighth grader. I feel bad for him. Like I, it's hard enough making friends. Yeah. Like at Jesuit, that would be that would be rough. Yeah, whole first quarter. Oh, anyway, I feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm not an eighth grader. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> That's how we'll start the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they just turn it off immediately. <laughs> just like, are you smarter than a fifth grader? But <laughs> are you glad you're not an eighth grader? You glad you're not an eighth grader. That's awesome. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the 10-Minute Break podcast presented by Campus Ministry. I'm Director of Campus Ministry, Peter Flores, and today I'm joined with Senior Michael Shore and one of our new theology teachers here, Mr. Paolo Tafaro. And I thought that today, just with a lot of uh, a lot of crazy things going on between the coronavirus, we had a hurricane last week in November. Uh, we, you know, it just got me thinking about some of the bigger things in life and you know, whether or not that's uh, you know, God's plan for you, especially like Michael being a senior looking forward into his college career, but just also thinking back in my life with you know, some of the crazy moments, uh, whether that was when I was a student here, it was, you know, Hurricane Katrina and all of the chaos that happened then, you know, with today, with the election, with the coronavirus and with these these hurricanes, you know, how do you find God's presence or plan for you in, in your life? And that's where I think our guest today, Mr. Tafaro, is going to be a great asset for us to understanding how God uses certain events and people in our life to show us his plan. Um, so without you know, any further ado, let's just uh, jump right in. Uh, you know, so first, Michael, uh, you, know, you want to tell us a little about yourself, what's going on in your life? Yeah, so uh, my name is Michael Shore. I'm a senior right now working on college applications. So that's taking up the majority of my, my days. But uh, around school and, and college apps, I, uh, I'm on the cross country and track teams. Uh, I'm in campus ministry and stability. Uh, and now I'm doing a podcast. Nice. So that's pretty much me. That's right. yeah. So although I am applying to colleges right now, I have little to no idea what I want to do at college, uh, major wise or I mean, I have no idea what I want to do after. Just wondering what advice you'd give to, I think a lot of seniors feel the same way as me, uh, to students who haven't even gotten to tour a lot of the colleges they're looking at living the next four years. Yeah, well, I'd say thinking back to my own experience, um, now looking back, is that when you're, when you're a senior in high school and you're thinking about, you know, what are you going to do? You're asking these important questions where you think your life is now um, at the point where it's decided for the rest of your years, right? This decision is going to dictate everything from here on out. Um, and while that might be in part true, it's not completely true. And I think there's a kind of fear we can fall into and a worry that we're going to make the wrong decision. And, and I don't even know what I'm going to do anyway. I don't even know what I want to do. So I think it's important, especially this time in high school, to take time in silence and in prayer just really asking yourself, what do I really want? What do I really desire? In other words, get to know your own heart. And if you do that, you'll discover that God actually wants you to fulfill your own desires because he's the one who placed them there. So really take time first to know your own heart. And then from that, I would say, comes what what your decisions are like what once you figure out what you want to do what you really desire you can make a better decision that that's suited to your life and what god expects of you 
um, and not so much what maybe your parents think is best for you or what your friends think is best for you, but what you know and believe in your heart from spending time in silence and in prayer with the Lord. Oh, guys, I really like that. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying. Oh, um, Are we following that up with something? Yeah, so, yeah, so, Paulo, I guess, yeah, one of the reasons why I thought you'd be perfect fit for this this specific topic was uh, I know that, you know, your situation teaching at Jesuit is a little different than, than most teachers coming into Jesuit. Sure. And so I thought maybe you could talk about um, perhaps, you know, taking your own advice how did you come to the decision uh, to both enter the seminary originally and then to, to leave the seminary to explore life with, with the Jesuits that brought you eventually to teaching here? Yeah, so, so first the decision to enter into seminary. So I entered right out of high school uh, as a freshman at St. Joseph Abbey Seminary in uh, just north of Covington. And the decision to enter there was really rooted in, you know, taking my own advice that I just said would be, I discovered that what I really desired was to serve the Lord through helping others. And so that's, that's the first like general attempt at naming what I, what I wanted, what I desired. And then from that, I realized that the peace that I had with a certain decision was in entering seminary. I didn't know why. I didn't know what was going to result from that. I wasn't convinced that I was called to be a priest. I didn't really know exactly what I wanted, but I knew generally that I wanted to help people and serve the Lord in that way, and that I wanted to, um, or I really believed that I had peace in entering seminary. And so that was enough for me to just take that first step. Then from there, I'd say the four years of seminary were just a period of true discernment. And so that word discernment, like what does that really mean, is a cutting away that you take all the elements of your life, all the things that you're drawn to, the desires you have, and you cut away those things which you realize are not leading you to where God is calling you. And that doesn't happen all at once, which is why it's scary and why it's hard. It happens over a long period of time. And so over four years of my life, which at this point was all of my adult life, was just simply cutting away those desires that were leading me to somewhere else that was not God's will. And in that is a discovery of more specific desires within my heart for how to serve the Lord. And so that became a desire to give up everything and to follow him wherever he leads me. It was a desire to imitate the life of St. Ignatius um, and a desire for obedience and chastity, uh, to really follow him faithfully with my whole body. Um, with all of my desires, with all of my gifts and talents, um, and to be obedient to someone who is himself a holy man seeking to serve the Lord. And so that's kind of gets into the discernment into the Jesuits. So with those desires realized, they kind of all came together as one whole picture. As I finished up my four years at St. Ben's, at St. Joseph Seminary, and uh, led me to to the place where I realized in following Ignatius and his model for the Christian life, that was the fulfillment of my desire in a way that I, I saw it as not so much something I wanted to do, but I saw it and thought, that is me. And because of that, it makes me seek it and want it.
I mean, that's that, that right there. That that's uh, that kind of sums up the vocations course that we try to teach. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. if uh, Mr. Brumfield or Father Salai is listening, uh, just just play this. <laughs> you should be good to go. Um, yeah. So maybe I guess one of the things that I just find so fascinating is, you know, like like you said that 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 whole person, uh, both you know, mind, body, soul, and then that idea of like that that is me. I'm trying to think, like, you know, how does that fit or how does that translate? And maybe, Michael, you might have a better way of explaining this into some of the guys that will be listening to the seniors in high school. How do they kind of cut away, like you were talking about, to find that, 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 that vision of themselves and how maybe the Lord sees them? You know, how, how, do you, how do you do that in high school, I guess what I'm asking. Yeah. Well, um, I know something that helps me uh, not only just be, like, a lot happier in general, but a lot, but a lot more. Do I, you want me to restart? No. Okay. Um, I'm just going to restart because I yeah, did that. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, I found something that uh, helps me not only be a lot happier in general, but focus more on who I am and who I want to be. Uh, it, it comes during Lent. I try to give up social media, all of it in general during Lent. And I think that's something our generation, me included, it's a uh, it's a big distraction and it's something it's hard that's hard to get away from. Um, and then although I do, I, I do have social media and I don't give it up for good. I do find that period of 40 days where I'm free from all those distractions and, uh, all those really distractions. (laughs) Um, I have a lot more time to focus on myself and, and who I want to be and what I'm doing instead of other people. I do think that that helps me cut away a lot of the the outside uh, influences of my life. I, I actually have a, a question. Um, what advice would you give to seniors, juniors, I think even to some extent sophomores, um, who are nearing in on their, their time at, at Jesuit to be over? Uh, as far as I think Jesuit is a school that offers us a lot of opportunities to, uh, to grow as men and, and grow as men in faith. Um, and there's a lot of support behind that. But obviously, once we get out away from Jesuit and out into the real world, we're not going to have this same atmosphere, uh, these same opportunities of you know morning mass every morning, confession twice a week. Uh, I just, what advice would you have for, for us? How do we maintain this level of relationship with God? Sure. Yeah. I think it's important to see it in the context of your whole life as, um, one of growth, continued growth. And so with that, your time here at Jesuit is a time when you're learning those kinds of disciplines. But in large part, it's done for you. Like you're saying, you're given the opportunity to go to Mass every morning. You're given the opportunity for prayer and reflection. But to see the next step of like moving out of the house, of going to college, as the time when the Lord is now saying, okay, I've given you that. Now show me that you really want it. Show me that you really love me enough to make the decision on your own. Now, the decision on your own isn't truly on your own, right? there's more responsibility that falls on you as an individual because it's not just given to you. 
but it's important to recognize that now it's your responsibility to build up for yourself a community around you, just like you have at, at school here, Jesuit, um, at the next place you go. So that's going to be now under, you know, the context of your own freedom. So out of freedom, you need to choose those things uh, for yourself and choose friends who will help you in that way to, to bring you and hold you accountable to going to mass, to making time for prayer. So yeah, I would, I would say to see it as an opportunity for growth and also to recognize that you're going to struggle with it. That it's not going to be easy and you're not going to do it perfectly. But the struggle isn't a time to give up, but to all the more turn to the Lord because this is the, the great truth that we have to come to learn is that God takes our mistakes and he takes our weaknesses and he actually makes something beautiful out of them. Just like how he created us from dirt, from mud. And he created a, a beautiful human being. I really, really like what you said about uh, even though we're not going to be at an environment like Jesuit, uh, surrounding yourself with, with people that help you become better and encourage you to to be a man of faith. I do think that's it's a lot easier to like tackle these problems with friends than than on your own. Yeah, exactly. And Jesus even gives us that model with the apostles, right? Jesus himself has close friends. Right, right. I don't know if this is really hitting on what you're talking about, but I know like, so this year everybody's a lot closer. And I'd heard that from other seniors, like there's a much stronger sense of like brotherhood. I think a lot of that comes from like, none of us know what we're going to do um we don't even know if we'll go to school in person like like i have a few seniors seniors that graduated last year that uh like i mean they're still living at home online school i think all like no, none of us know what to expect in the next few months um and so i think we're all kind of coming together around that uncertainty and i, I do think it's making us closer as a class but still not fun. <laughs> so is that, is that what kind of we're talking yeah, about? Or? No, I think that's really good. So you're saying like, there's a, there's a, an opportunity to bond in true friendship through different kinds of suffering. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I just think we're all like, this is not how anybody expected their senior year to go. I mean, I didn't see half my class since it was like what, March till September or something. It was it was weird until ring mass. It's just it's been a really weird senior year, and uh, yeah, I think we're all kind of just trying, like it's it's still trying to get past that. Sure. Do you think though, now reflecting on how you've grown closer as a class, that you could conceive of this year as being exactly what God planned for you? You know, I think I really can. Uh, that first quarter, especially when we were every other day, it became a lot. We had to take a lot of responsibility to uphold our relationships. Um, and so, you know, you getting together with friends and even just, you know, FaceTiming and stuff on your days off, especially people on the other side of the alphabet that you just didn't yeah. see at all. It became a lot more on you to uphold and like keep those relationships strong. Uh, and I do think that's good practice for like a lot of these, 
lot of these close friendships that may not be going to the same college, but you want to remain in contact with. I think that was a good taste of what to kind of expect. Um, and then also just purely academically, it was, in my opinion, the hardest quarter uh, in my four and a half years here. Because uh, your days off, you'd sit down and work all day. Yeah. And talking to my, I have two older siblings uh, right now, both in college. Talking to them, it's a lot more like what college is going to be like. So I think it was a good, also a good taste of that. So I do think I think I do think there were definitely some positives to this. And then, you know, just like I said, we're all growing a lot closer, I think. Yeah. So I, I, I can see it as part of his plan, definitely. Even though it's I don't not what anyone expected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well yeah, guys, I mean this this has been a, a really great conversation, better than even I could have hoped for. Um, you know, hopefully this is just a start and the you know these kind of conversations maybe can take place amongst you guys in the senior class as you kind of especially enter into the second semester here. And then, you know, just moving forward, I think, you know, taking Mr. Tafaro's advice there of whittling away, you know, uh, those things that keep us distracted from God's plan. And like Michael was saying, just, you know, in the midst of all the, the chaos that's going on, you know, finding, finding God's plan within it, that, you know, there are positives that come out of even, Again, the coronavirus, hurricane days, and, and all kind of stuff that's going on right now. So I just want to thank you guys again for being uh, on the 10-Minute Break podcast, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. All right, great. All right, thank thank you. you. Thank you.